Welcome everyone to 123S Wrestling, where we want to bring the love back to professional wrestling. I am Chris, and as always, I am joined by Corey and Ed. How are we doing, guys? I am doing well, but I'm going to start this off by saying I got a friendly beef going on with Ed at this moment. And it's because we are actually recording this on Wednesday. Now, for the listeners, you don't realize that you know, we don't record, obviously, on Fridays when these get released. We record them in advance because we got to give Chris an opportunity to do his editing magic. Well, Ed here has requested now for, I believe, the second week in a row that we record on Wednesday, yeah, the third. third week, where suddenly I have to get all my wrestling watched, accomplished, and not to mention, I got to go find Mr. Fitness and let him know he's got to do a promo. And I got to put this together by Wednesday. All because Ed has a date. You know, I'm going to take this time to apologize on behalf of no one. When I die, you can bury me upside down so my critics can kiss my ass, including you, Corey. It's the E-O-double-D, and I'm having a great time hanging with my lady friend, okay? So stop drinking that haterade. Well, I'm just saying. I, I, I just got some beef. You realize that it is very hard to accomplish. I had to watch t- tonight, as we're recording, this evening I had to finish the last hour of Raw, and I had to speed through SmackDown. So you really put me in a, a tough situation. And Raw was extremely hard to get through this week already as it was. Even the Hulu cut. Even the Hulu cut. That 90 minutes was... <laughs> yeah. And they cut out <laughs> trash. They cut out honest-to-God trash. And I, it was crazy what they left in. So it's going to be an interesting week that we got. We got Corey who's disgruntled due to Ed and his dating life. And you got Chris, who's disgruntled because of the wrestling product. I don't have love this week. I don't have love, guys. So in case you didn't know, this is the only episode 15 of 123 Yes Wrestling there will ever be. We have a full show for you this week, featuring the changes to the Becky Lynch story and fantasy booking The Road to WrestleMania. As always, you can join the discussion by emailing us at 123yeswrestling at gmail.com and make sure you leave your name and where you're writing from so we can get you a proper shout out. We're available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Podbean services for your listening pleasure. Uh, Don't forget to shoot us a review on Apple Podcasts. We're looking for how many stars, guys? Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. There's the Corey three-star frog splash there. Uh, that's right. You can also shoot us a like and messages over at 123S Wrestling Facebook page. With all of that chatter out of the way, let's get to the curtain jerkers of the week. You guys ready? I am ready. All right. I'm probably not ready. Uh, for... <laughs> well, I'm surprised that Corey's ready since, you know, we made him cram all of this he's going to get it all confused as to uh when when what happened what happened this week i, I don't know. know it was all rushed. anyway first up you made him sound like a, you made, <laughs> i was you rushed, made him sound like owen hart there <laughs> i was rushed i'm not a nugget and speaking of owen hart nice segue there hart foundation is rumored to be the first inductees into the hall of fame 
Now, of course, this is supposed to be the heart foundation that is Brett and Jim the Axel, or the Anvil. Maybe oh, you are hurt. Jim my the Anvil feelings, Nine Hearts and Jimmy Hart. So, you're hurting my feelings. Really, you can't get his name right. Jim, Jim the right. Anvil. I, I mean that. Jim the yes. Anvil. I said Curtis the Axel. No, right. you know what? I'm <laughs> going to go ahead and. You guys, I'm cutting your mics off. So, because I'm going to start this off, because I'm doing this right, because this team deserves this. Okay. First off, okay. I am super excited if this is true because I grew up on the Hart Foundation. I was a oh huge, huge fan of them, um, and I just it, it's it's a little uh, I'm excited, but I'm sad at the same time because Jim the Anvil Nyhart's not here to experience this moment because it is so well deserved and there's a lot of uh fans out there that would agree that jim the anvil doesn't get enough credit for his contribution to that team because if you go back and look at those early day heart foundation promos bret hart was not that good at doing promos and when you look at jim the anvil i mean he really brought the energy to the promos he brought the energy and the power to the team. So really, I mean, oh, very well deserved. I mean, also, he also had the best goatee ever in wrestling, in my opinion. I mean, let's just call it how it is. He just knew how to do some facial hair. And if anybody knows facial hair, it's me. But this is a good thing. This is a really good thing. I really hope it's true that this is the Hall of Fame uh, induction number one. I hope it gets announced soon. Um, I am a little sad that, um, you know, Owen is still not a part of this process. I know that there's still some bad blood with his estate in the WWE, but maybe this is just a little bit closer. Uh, so maybe eventually we'll get uh, some proper celebration of Owen Hart's legacy too. But I think it's a great move on the WWE's part if it's true. Yeah, absolutely. And then so if we got – our first potential inductee. Who else do you think goes in this class? Normally, we by Royal Rumble, we kind of hear the who the main event's going to be, and we haven't heard that yet for this year's Hall of Fame. Who do we think's going in this year? I'm sticking with my prediction. My prediction in 2019 was The Undertaker. I don't know if you guys have seen, but he took down all of his WWE handles off of his Twitter in the last couple days. I think he is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, I definitely got to agree with that. I definitely think uh, Undertaker is uh, going to be a candidate for this year just because they're not really pushing a match yet. Usually we get some signs as to uh, what he could be doing for Mania, and right now it just doesn't seem like they got anything built up for him. Uh, do we think China goes in this year? I'm going to say no, only because there seems to be a pattern with WWE in terms of how many inductees in a given year are people that have passed away. And since Jim the Anvil, uh, you know, with that already floating, it's pretty safe to say that the Hart Foundation probably is getting nominated. So I think that China might be next year. I would agree with Corey. I don't know if this is necessarily the year to do it, um, especially if you do get like the Taker and the Hart Foundation inducted in the same year. Um, but, you know, we are moving closer, uh, especially with what's going on with the women's revolution. I think she does need to go in sooner rather than later. 
I think China almost, if they're going to do the main event being women this year, I think China has to go in this year because she's going to be that first one, that trailblazer in WWE who pushed people and pushed women and what they were capable of doing, and she broke a lot of barriers. So putting her in the Hall of Fame in the year that the women main event WrestleMania, to me that's a no-brainer. Yeah, and you make a very good point. I, I think it would certainly fit, you know, given that we're heading that direction. I just, the Hart Foundation does have Bret Hart who would be there, and then Natty, I'm sure, would be a part of that. So, I mean, he there would be enough people around. Yeah, I said, I don't know. I know they usually do at least one solo person. I don't Like I said, I never pay attention to the Hall of Fame outside of who gets inducted, so yeah. I can't count the deceased. I, yeah, I know. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, the Hall of Fame is a little hard to watch because it, it seems like it's getting longer and longer, just like the uh, pay-per-views. I actually went to the Hall of Fame live my first year at WrestleMania to do the whole experience. And it's, I mean, it was a great show, but about halfway through, I realized that all this was going to be was a bunch of old wrestlers talking each for three hours about stuff that I didn't even know about or really care about. So uh, I'm all about watching the edited version when it's on. Yeah, while you were at the Hall of Fame, we... Chris and I, we were at WWE Access. Yep. Meeting Alex Riley in the Elimination Chamber match. (laughs) (laughs) Probably was the best move. Yeah, it was a good time. Good time. So, we also, next up, Finn Balor trolling. Is he trolling us, guys? Apparently, this week, Finn Balor released a bunch of photos of him with AEW superstar Pac, formerly Neville, and Chris Jericho posing and laughing and smiling so is he trolling is he meeting these people or these old photos what okay so and this is all trolling A-E-W. that's it guys i'm going to sign with aew i quit i'm quitting this podcast and i'm signing with aew i already did too no you know what it is it was a handshake agreement yeah jesus christ you know what? We're cutting this. No, um, no. I just saw today that Randy Orton is even like like saying that he would ponder uh, a negotiation offer from AEW. This, it, come on, you know Randy is not going anywhere. They are just doing this because I think it's a it's a negotiation tool because you know these contracts are up. So why not? You know get the front offices hearing the buzz about, ooh, he, he's looking at AEW. We've we got to sign him. That means that they're going to tr- offer him a, you know, offer these guys better deals. So t- to me, that's just brilliant. If anything, it's WWE making these guys do this because you know what's going to kill AEW the fastest? Hype. So when all of these people are sitting there and they're like, CM Punk's going to join AEW. Finn Balor's joining AEW, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and they're naming all these people who are going to be in AEW. What happens when they don't show up? Everyone's pissed. So when when Dean Ambrose doesn't show up in May at Double or Nothing, people are going to be pissed, just like there were a bunch of people who were mad about CM Punk not showing up at All In. Did anybody ever say he was going to be there? No. It was hype. It was hype that he was going to be there, so when he didn't show, when Daniel Bryan didn't show, when these people don't show, Kenny Omega doesn't show up in the Royal Rumble, people are mad. And that hype is just what's going to kill that whole company before they even get off the ground because of the way that they're handling these signings and how they're treating this whole thing, man. Hype's going to kill it before it Here's gets off the, the ground. Here's the problem, and it's not AEW doing it. 
because Cody's even went on record and said they're going to be taking, they're just going to go slowly, you know, and, and progress and evolve, you know, accordingly to what a new company typically does. So Cody's giving you guys the heads up. It's the fans that are just, like you said, they're overhyping this, but you know, we just got a lot of fans today that are just, they have an urge for something new. And we're finally getting it, and I don't know why we instantly have to go back and and relive the Monday Night Wars, because this is not Monday Night Wars. I'm sorry, it's not. Nope. I actually, I'm really starting to agree with Chris from a couple weeks ago. This is getting fever pitch on the internet, so I totally believe this is trolling at the at its best. I believe these wrestlers know that fans do believe this is going to be like the new Monday Night War, even though it's clearly not. And so no. these wrestlers are just having fun, pretty much messing with the whole internet wrestling community. And I love it. I, for one, love it. That's what I would yeah, do. I, I just absolutely love it. And I, I think this is just completely trolling at its best. Um, and I think it's going to even suck in the likes of dirt sheet guys like Meltzer. And I they just can't help it. You know, like... And the funny thing is, we don't even have, like, one match or one television show to even go off of yet. It's all hype, to your guys' point. So, um, I'm just ready to see where this all goes, and does it all burn to the ground before it even gets started? <laughs> because how can, you, how can you live up to this hype? All I'm going to say is, is that right. fans need to do their part then. You need to attend the shows... Purchase the merchandise, like do your part, because the only way that they're going to help build is that, you know, people got to support that product. Absolutely. But like I said, it's going to take time. Yeah, I'm all for it. I want it to succeed. I think we all do. But this is getting just really ridiculous as far as like how like, you know, just over the top this is all becoming. And, it, and to Corey's point, it isn't a wrestler. It isn't the promotion. It's just the fans. Absolutely. It's kind of crazy, uh, but we shall see. I'm excited to see what they end up doing. Well, that's all we got for the Curtain Jerkers this week. It's been kind of a quiet week, but we are up next. Yeah, because I know how to talk. The mid-card wrap-up is what we got coming up next. Um, we start that every week with Mr. Fitness's Sits and Fits oh of the Week. My goodness, what in the world did I walk into? Is this a therapy session between Ed and Corey? Do you two need to just hug it out? What the heck is going on? Jeez. And Ed, here's some advice. Women weaken legs. <laughs> Thank you. Hel Hello, wannabe gym rats. Mr. Fitness here for the weekly sits and fits. Because Lord knows you guys need some kind of entertainment at this point. WWE continues the stone-cold transformation of Becky Lynch as she attacks Stephanie and slaps Triple H. Hey, Attitude Era Morlocks, pay attention. We have Becky Lynch attacking the bosses of WWE. Hmm, where have I seen that before? Wait, that's not enough? How about when we saw Double J and the Road Dog? Sing with my baby tonight. Wait, you still need more? How about Kurt Angle in a tag team match? Wait, not enough? How about Jeff Hardy against the WWE Champion? Clearly, the Attitude Era is alive and well. 
Daniel Bryan, the planet needs you. Maybe these overeating junk food Morlocks, they might not understand it, but I stand by you. These idiots are destroying the environment, the, envi the animals, even their own health. So I salute you, Daniel Bryan, for wanting to save the planet and all these fat, poor, hygiene idiots that live in it. At this time, I would like to have a moment of silence for the Tag Team Division. The Tag Team Division is dead. That's right, I said it. Dead. What, you don't believe me? Just look at the Revival. Or maybe even Gallows and Anderson. Or even better, they're actually bringing back Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, that'll save it. Even the women's division kind of sucks lately. After all, they actually put Mandy and Sonya Deville in the Elimination Chamber match to possibly win the tag team belts. All I gotta say is rest in peace. That's Mr. Fitness's sits and fits, reminding you, don't sit, just stay fit. All right, thank you, Mr. Fitness, with another thrilling edition of the Sits and Fits. He had some good points this week. First thing on my notes, I wrote on the top of my paper, Welp, bye, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> That's not a work. <laughs> You know, I was ac I actually was entertained by the the segment, um, moment of bliss, and just that whole thing. And you know, um, God, EC3, I God, I'm such a fan of him from the Impact days. And oh God, WWE is so dropping the ball with him. They really are. I really hope this is just a brief little hiccup in his uh, WWE career, but. Yeah, clearly when you're losing the EC3 in this fashion, yeah, you're out the door. Well, I agree with Corey. It was a good segment, and uh, I do agree. I now believe this is not a work um, at all, uh, and I think this is him doing, uh, you know, what a lot of people do when they leave the business. He's giving the rub to other people, um, which is fine, but uh, I give a lot of credit to Alexa Bliss, actually. She was doing a great job really given the uh the eyes to good old ec3 and uh i just really don't like that he was given this whole mute character um he, especially since he talks in his own entrance music and then they were saying that they were interviewing him in the back and he was talking about what he's like so you can't have a mute character that has his you know own voice in his entrance song and is like being interviewed in the back so I just hope, like to Corey's point, they get over it and they kind of move past it. I think Dean Ambrose had an extremely funny promo, though, where he was talking about mm -hmm. him. I, I did laugh out loud when he said, who is EC1 and EC2? That that, that was pretty funny. So, that really was. I don't, know if that, I don't know if it did more damage than anything, but we'll see. It was a very interesting promo. What I always find funny about that was, like, Dean Ambrose, I know he doesn't like the schlocky stuff, or he just doesn't seem like, he, oh, I don't want to be scripted, I don't want to do this, but he seems like the only person who isn't scripted, and just says whatever he wants, and it almost seems like that schlocky stuff that he doesn't want to do is just, like, him. 
So I just always find it funny because that whole promo didn't seem scripted. That whole promo seemed like it was just him out there having fun. So I, it's sometimes it's just kind of crazy to be really sitting there going, he's ready to go home. You know, he's burnt. I mean, I understand being burnt out and I understand coming back from injury and all of that stuff. But it's just kind of funny where it's like when all of these reports come out about him being burnt or burnt out of the creative when he seems to have the most creative control out of almost anybody shy of Daniel Bryan. And he really seemed like he was having fun out there, like because that mm-hmm. promo was great from him saying about his uh, sexual magnetism to Naya and then yeah. when he did the EC3, it was actually one of his best promos of his of his career, which I just don't get why he's, now it's like I don't want him to leave. Like I see why I liked Dean Ambrose in the first place after this week and it's like dang, he really is leaving. It, but it see, can't be a work. This is and this is such a shift from what he's been doing for the last few weeks, where you know he was trashing the cities that he was in and this and that, really trying to play that heel role, and now you're going to these clever jokes and um, yeah, it, it definitely seemed to me. I I think WWE is just trying to you know appease him, you know, uh, in order to get him resigned. I do not think he's leaving. I think that this is going to lead to him resigning because he's getting what he wants. I really hope that you're right. Well, that's what I always found was kind of weird about them announcing so early. Or WWE putting out that statement saying, hey, he's not going to resign his contract in April. Like, they're not going to try for the next two months to be like, come on, man. Why don't you come back? Why don't you do this? I mean, really? Can anybody really say, you know what, in April or May, I'm going to do this? No, I don't even know what I'm going to do come April. Is anybody going to know? And when you got $5 million dangling above your head, do you really know that you're going to pass that up when it ultimately comes down to it, even if you were planning on it in February? It's it's a weird thing that they put that statement out. Now, if we were talking, you know, middle of March, spring break time, and they're saying that he's not coming back, then I can be like, yeah, okay, I get it. But February, it's kind of early to do that. But, you know, who knows? Doesn't seem like they're going to – didn't seem like a work yeah, this week. No, it did not. Mr. Fitness ended with uh, the women's tag teams. How rough is this whole women's tag team? Like, literally, they're just putting together tag teams on the fly. SmackDown tag teams don't even have to qualify for this match. They just, Naomi and Carmella just say, we're a tag team now. Well, the prop. And we're in the elimination chamber. Fun. We didn't do anything for it, but we're best friends, and we're we're the f- fabulous glow. Just because we have a catchy name, we're going to win the tag titles. Like The problem is that now you've eaten up your entire roster of women they're all tag team wrestlers now. That was the first thing I noticed. Like, you know, why not try to bring up some new teams of women you've never seen before? You know, like, in my opinion, the only team that should win this is the Iconics because they've always been a team. Like, that's, the. I mean, um, I, don't, I just think, like, it's just interesting because I really thought you would have seen maybe some new tag teams come up uh, that were just women and it's just their entire roster paired up doesn't make any any sense to me well and i think what we're doing here is i i think they're just trying to really spotlight the ronda rousey becky lynch match and then ultimately asuka and whoever 
she decides to fight, which, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being Charlotte. Um, I think that that's kind of the goal here is I, I think we're trying to separate and, and really elevate the single rivalries that we got going on and then take all the other women and just put them into a crazy mix of tag matches. Uh, do I think it's right? No, I, I think there's a better approach, but that just seems to be the direction they're going. It's very silly. I just, as, as like excited as I was when I saw the tag, the tag titles, they look really good. Um, this has been just a mess uh, so far. And uh, I know we'll probably get into it later, Corey, but I'm really curious as to think how you think that Charlotte is not going to be part of that Mania match now after this Raw and SmackDown. Eh. That's just, I, I just don't get it. You'll have to explain that later. All right, we'll save that one. Oh, by the yeah. way, um, uh, my beef with you is starting to diminish a little bit. You uh, recognize the Iconics as, you know, a team that should be in the Elimination Chamber match. So I do appreciate that, Ed. So my, my beef with you is slowly dwindling. Well, hey, I'm not no. saying that I want them to win, but I'm just saying they're the only team that belongs in there because they were brought okay. up as a team. That's all I'm saying. So who's winning this match? I think it's going to be Sasha and Bailey. I think it's their reward for their crappy <clears throat> booking for the last two years. Yeah, but they're, but no, they're, no, Chris, like, come on, come on, tell them. It's going to be Nia Jax and nobody's Mina than Tamina. Then Tamina. Get it right. Come on, Chris. He, he's he's going to change his hashtag. That is my goal. I... Yes, you're going to change your hashtag. To get me? I I really might. I really might. I really might. Just, <laughs> but no, I don't see that happening. But actually, if anyone else is going to win that match, I mean, like I said, when you look at everyone else who's in that, the only other one that could... Would be stop it. Mandy Rose and stop Sonya it. Deville. They're the only no, ones. No, stop it. The moment you just really went high pitching your voice, push. you just no. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that that's reaching. It was me reaching. You could tell, huh? Well, <laughs> well. All right, so we'll move on to what started off Monday Night Raw and started off SmackDown and put me in a bad mood all week. Becky Lynch, Chris, what? This just, angle sucks, Chris, just man. go take it, man. I know you want to. Just take it, buddy. This angle just doesn't make any sense. I understand what they're doing. They need to get Charlotte in. And, you know, I'm, I'm interested to hear Corey's thing on this, too. But I understand it's here to get Charlotte in. I'm hoping it's a swerve at some point to not get her in because that would be terrible. Because right now, you're just from a storytelling standpoint, this is a terrible story. I don't understand. Both Triple H and Stephanie came out not acting like heels they're not trying to take they're like just just take care of yourself you know we just want to make sure you're not hurt and she's just like no and you're just like wait what and that whole just the segment just doesn't make any sense and from a storytelling standpoint i don't know who i'm supposed to be siding with i don't know i don't i don't see it's no 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 I'm okay so I'm, I'm here like, to save you because no okay so save this me. is save me. they're trying to elevate Becky Lynch and they want to elevate Becky Lynch to Charlotte status and Ronda Rousey status. How do you do that? Well, 
they're taking the fact that people are starting to make the connection to Becky Lynch and Stone Cold. This is so Stone Cold, and I'm okay with that because it's Stone Cold in a different way. Um, they're giving her that attitude. I mean, come on, approaching the boss, just like Mr. Fitness said. I actually agree with Mr. Fitness here. I mean, this is a great opportunity to kind of bring back that boss versus the 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 blue collar worker aspect, and so and then that's really getting more people to buy into Becky Lynch because here's the fact: they are trying to not make this a triple threat. We're trying to elevate Becky to the point where Becky and Ronda Rousey can sell this enough where they don't need Charlotte. So this is a very clever way. And and I even think if you want to talk about swerves, this might be finally the clever way. Let's get Ronda Rousey to turn heel here. This is a perfect opportunity. You got Triple H. And by the way, I think you misread Triple H's promo. Triple H was not playing the uh, a face. He was playing a heel. Because he was calling Becky out, saying that he, he swapped it. Oh, yeah, uh, he swapped. Stephanie he did didn't play it well, but but Triple H saved it. So now we got the the clear understanding that Triple H is the the company heel, the typical boss like the Vince McMahon, and then Becky Lynch is a Stone Cold. And now if Ronda can link herself to you know to the company as the company person. Uh, boom, you got her as a heel. I think this is a great way to put it together. Corey, I agree with you about 75%. The 25% that I don't agree with you is that this is not an effort to get Charlotte in this match. I do think this is their desperate attempt to try to figure out a way to get Charlotte Flair in this match. Otherwise, I don't understand why she would have been out on SmackDown to start the show talking about Becky being reckless and volunteering herself to be the person to step up. Like, I would much rather have seen this play out if they were going to do this and do the Stone Cold treatment, which I have no problem with. Just have, you know, the the angle with the knee. But the fact that Charlotte was out on SmackDown is when I started feeling like Chris is feeling like, oh, my God, this is all trying to get Charlotte into this match. Um, now, best case scenario is maybe Asuka comes out and said, hey, you know, like, don't forget that I'm the women's champion of SmackDown, but I don't see that happening. And I really hope I'm wrong. I hope you're right, Corey. I really do. But that's all I could, after watching SmackDown, that's how I felt. Yeah, and unless it is a swerve. Now, we do have two pay-per-views we still need to get through. We still have Elimination Chamber and Fastlane before we even get to WrestleMania, so we do have to fill some time. So they have plenty of room to be able to do some teases of Charlotte, to be able to figure out a way to work her in if they're going to, or tease it and swerve us because, you know, like we talked about with the AEW thing and Finn Balor and Randy Orton, they could be trolling us and realizing that this is what, everyone is saying is that it's going to be a triple threat. You have everybody and their mom saying it. So why not have fun with it and then swerve it at the last moment and let Charlotte do something else. It's just what we've seen from Charlotte over the past five, six years of her career has been, she gets to be a part of every big moment. So I can't imagine her not being part of this. And as they start doing a story this way, it just seems like what they're headed towards. Which I just, is just I just think the biggest clue in that segment on SmackDown was when triple H, uh, had Charlotte leave, uh, out of that segment right before he started doing his promo. 
I think if you were trying to keep Charlotte relevant into the story, you would have kept her there while this promo is developing and she would have been involved somehow. But they, but the fact is they strategically pulled her out and then the best part of that promo happened without Charlotte being there. So the fans, their focus, their energy is towards this idea of uh, the company being against Becky Lynch. And then we got Ronda Rousey, who is this, I mean, even though they're not saying it, but this corporate champion. Like I said, man, I hope you're right. So I really do. Yeah, be very excited to see that take place in the way that it's in Corey's head. I would really enjoy that. Anyway, I think you guys got anything else that you wanted to talk about from Raw or SmackDown? Uh, just that I thought Mustafa Ali and Randy Orton had a pretty decent match. I enjoyed watching that on uh, SmackDown. I loved that there was a false... RKO, like he went to grab him and yeah, he, uh, didn't he didn't yeah. buy it that first time? So I don't know. I just thought overall, once again, very impressed with Mustafa Ali. Um, I think uh, just keep giving him a little bit here and there, keep giving him a little bit here and there. Put the U.S. belt on him, maybe sometime this yeah. year. Kids got talent. I just hope he uh, stays relevant. How do we feel about it, Kurt Angle? Oof. Teaming back up Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin tag teaming with uh, I really thought Jason Jordan was coming out I know he's not cleared or all the rumors and stuff but the way that Kurt was talking about it and stuff I was like man it would be kind of cool if Jason Jordan came out during that segment and had something to do with something but of course that didn't happen and it still just leads to Baron Corbin yeah, came out I think I they're just stretching this because they got to get to a, a mania match and I think that's going to be his final match I Who's he yeah, going to fight? I, that's the end game. What's the end game? I, I will be honest with you. I can't tell you because, uh, I mean, Drew McIntyre, I already have an idea of where I think he's going to be at Mania. Um, Baron Corbin, I'll be honest with you. I can't guess Baron Corbin at this point. The fact that he's still wearing his corporate gear or his GM gear is mind-blowing. So, Thank you. Thank you, Corey. It annoys you, too. Like, dress like a wrestler. You're not Mr. <laughs> Hughes. Like, there's no reason to wear slacks and a button-up shirt to the ring unless you're Mankind or Mr. Hughes. That's it. I'm sorry. I yeah. just, I don't get it. I'm with you, Corey. I don't get it. Just go back to wearing a cool cut-off shirt and those weird pants you used to wear. And what do we think is the point of heavy machinery keep losing in matches? <laughs> Granted, it got cut from Hulu, so I didn't even see it. I, I, I was going to say, I mean, I I'm, recaps, oh, man, but... this is weird. I'm going to go back to something Mr. Fitness said. I mean, they're the bushwhackers. They're a joke. They're the Santino Morella of the tag team division right now. So they are meaningless to me. Uh, I wish I – go ahead. You know what? It's such crap, though. It really is such crap. And I agree with – and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I agree with Mr. Fitness. They're – this tag team division on both shows is just getting disrespectful at this point. It's just disrespectful. And you want to know what you know? I'll, I'll say something right now that you makes it sums up the entire tag team division. We might not even need to see anything else. It happened this week. Nikki Cross and Alicia <laughs> Fox were a tag team. <laughs> Nikki Cross and Alicia Fox hey, were a tag team. Just and had a Alicia Fox. She is standing the test of te- no. Stop it. 
She is standing the test of time. She has been in the company for the longest time, and she has been there during the the Divas Mm -hmm. era. She was able to transition into the Women's Revolution and somehow managed to get (laughs) to stick around. And, hey, props to her. Props to her. What, like 2005? Has she been around? She's over 10 years. She's been over. She's she's over 10 years. It's so, a long time for her. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's props to her for sticking yeah. around. Nothing against that. She survived the changes. She makes the best with what she can. But I mean, when we're talking about tag teams, Nikki Cross and Alicia Fox are the oddest combo. And then why? If you can't have teams, you have the Sky Pirates who are in NXT who are both professional wrestler and women who've been wrestling around the world for years they can come up and take that spot as they're an actual hold tag on, team who've been teaming hold together. On. Yeah, you, you, they're believable. And it's like Nikki had a great Nikki had a great debut. Nikki had probably the best debut of the NXT call ups uh, this round of four, and now all of a sudden she's a heel after she's been wrestling face for the last three weeks. Okay, hold I, on. I didn't get that. Stop it! You don't cross the fox. Get this right. Come on, man. That was a good punchline. Come on, they could totally use a shirt. They need a T-shirt. It was so good. It was so. It was Don't so good. They didn't even think the about box. it, Corey. I, I thought. I thought that I was actually. I think Alicia Fox said something along the lines of that, but I, I can't remember. So. Oh man, but yeah, tag team division, both men and women, can be summed up with just the combination of that team. Just they just don't care. They really don't care. But I think it's time for this week's main event. Yes. So this week we are going to fantasy book the road to WrestleMania. We have two shows, the Elimination Chamber, Fastlane, and then Mania. We know a couple matches for WrestleMania, so those we kind of going to brush over a little bit but kind of we want to see how they're going to get to their how they're going to get to wrestlemania with those matches on top of where does everyone else go what happens with drew mcintyre what happens with braun Strowman? what happens with kurt angle we have a lot of questions we're going to try to see how much we can fill in a lot of it's probably going to be huh but we're going to give it a shot i think it'll be fun especially before we head into elimination chamber next week we already kind of went through ronda rousey and becky lynch slash possibly Charlotte Flair kind of have question marks all over my notes here. We kind of went through that. Was there anything else? I mean, how do you think Corey thinks they're going to swerve and pull Charlotte out last minute? Me and Ed are a little bit more cynical. It's all right. Just <laughs> do we think yeah, we, yeah, we, we can we move talk on. about them enough that we can move on or anything else that we want to talk yeah. about with how they're going to move forward. We're good. good. So then Then we'll jump into Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. The other universal title match is one of the only other matches we know is happening, barring unforeseen circumstances. That one is happening. How do we think we get there? Uh, Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a lot of uh, non-physical because it it appears that, you know, he's dealing with an injury. So, and I mean, hey, what's it hurt anyway? It's not like Brock Lesnar is going to show up every week anyway. So, you know. Yeah, if you're going to have a feud with someone and, and be injured and can't do, be there or do anything, you might as well so fight we'll Brock have, Lesnar who can't be there So we'll have a couple months anyway. of uh, Seth Rollins and Paul Heyman doing promos back and forth. 
and that's what I'm more excited about. Like I'm excited about the the story build, and I really hope that um, they talk about what's happened since Seth Rollins cashed in the money in the bank uh, on Brock Lesnar in that Roman Reigns match. Like there's a really cool story that's been told from that point all the way with the Roman Reigns manias now finally to Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar straight up match for the belt at Mania. I really think you can tell a cool story. You can use Roman Reigns in there too. Um, not on, you know, not, not probably not on TV, but like just, uh, they can use him as a way to get Seth even more over as a face in this match. So my fantasy booking is that Heyman literally talks about, you know, like, you know, Seth Rollins being this snake and that he, you know, he like climbed his way into this match somehow and he can't be trusted, you know, based on his authority days. I don't know. I think that'd be kind of cool to bring all that stuff back up. Well, this was Seth Rollins is the only member of the shield that Brock Lesnar yeah. was never, a, never beat one-on-one. He beat him when they had that triple threat at Royal Rumble with Cena. He lost to him at WrestleMania 31 when Rollins cashed in. And then they had their one-on-one match, I think, at Battleground, like that following year when Brock got his rematch, and that was when Undertaker showed up and kicked him in the junk. So that match never ended. So technically, Brock's never beaten Seth. So out of all of these you know, faces and all of these superstars, Lesnar's beaten everybody except for Seth Rollins is the only person he hasn't beaten since he's done this beast run since we've, for the past yeah. five years. And, and the great thing is that 30. this is going to be another example of uh, Brock Lesnar fighting a smaller guy that can work. And I really think it's going to be a great match. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that one should be a good one. I don't, I don't have any reason to think it wouldn't be. Um, we think Rollins has a feud in the middle. I mean, I know he's, they're saying some, last thing I heard was that he's got about a month off a month of no wrestling to fix his back or take that time off to heal up. So chances are fast lane. I mean, you would imagine he's going to have a match at fast lane of some kind, unless maybe they do a fast lane yeah. contract signing with Lesnar. That would be kind of, yeah, cool. I, I think, think that'd be the right, especially call. if there is an injury. Nah. Not really give Les, not really give Rollins a feud. So then we think heading into Elimination Chamber, we think I'm um, going to move on to Daniel Bryan. Absolutely. We think he's leaving Elimination Chamber with that belt. Absolutely. Apps. It's going to be a very fickle main event, but I think Daniel Bryan will continue to hold the United States World Wait Universal minute, Hemp title. Did you just like combined? It's the world title. You so you. You gotta, you gotta just call it what it is. It's every belt. It's made from the earth, Corey. It's every Ed, belt. He, it's the he, he's the planet's he's champion. Planet. He's here to save you, Ed. He's Captain. Okay, he's Planet. here to save you. You know that trip to Costco you were just talking about before we went on air? Yeah, he's trying to save you. <laughs> I recycle. I recycle <laughs> all my cardboard. Okay, we won't talk about plastic. what's inside those cardboard boxes. No, we won't. <laughs> so where do we think, I mean, now we have Fastlane before we even hit Mania. We, if we assume that Brian's going into WrestleMania as the champ, who does he go in with? Well, I think Corey's going to be really happy. Maybe he's got the same idea I do. Go, uh, go ahead and say it. I'm curious now. <laughs> um, I do believe that Daniel Bryan's 
main event match will be a one-on-one match for the WWE title against Bray Wyatt. Oh. Okay, go ahead. And here's why. And here's why. So my fantasy booking is that uh, it was no accident that Eric Rowan was put with Daniel Bryan. Um, I do believe that you may even see uh, Luke Harper show up in the Fastlane match when whoever Daniel Bryan fights at Fastlane, I think uh, Luke Harper will end up showing up and help Daniel Bryan win. But then you will see a triumphant and in-shape Bray Wyatt return to challenge his former protege, Daniel Bryan, for the title at Mania. Do I think Daniel Bryan will win? Uh, no. I think that I, I'm going to go all the way. I think Bray Wyatt is coming back. He's coming back strong, and I think he's going to beat Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania for the title. That's my fantasy. I'm officially going to say my beef has ended with that. We can now record on Wednesday every week if we have to. Because <laughs> that... I just... Uh, and I mean, like, no, 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 stop, stop it, stop it, stop it. I want to, I don't want to bring awesome. the beef back. But that was beautiful. <laughs> that's what we call art, because that's a story that makes sense. Now, I'll be honest with you, Ed. I didn't think that direction, but now that you've put it into my head, I almost don't even want to talk about the direction I had in my head because it wasn't even that good. <laughs> wow wow man good for you man enjoy your date enjoy your date <laughs> i will thanks <laughs> i i anything i was about to say was probably gonna be t- too inappropriate but i was gonna say when you when you when you pull up to the house you should call her <laughs> and say i'm here <laughs> <laughs> And you can use that oh, in many other different situations. Awesome. Yeah, well I always forget Bray Wyatt's a thing. <sighs> so I didn't even think of that. It would be kind of cool. I'd like to see Bray yeah. Wyatt do something, anything. But I was leaning towards Mustafa Ali getting a push at that spot. You know, I mean, the WWE title match is going to get buried in the middle of the card anyway. You throw Mustafa Ali in there. Uh, yeah, they I would. Think they'd have a hell of a match. That tear the place down. Mustafa Ali got a pin on him. I think it's a it's a good idea um, to do it, especially if you don't have anything in mind. Now, Ed, yeah, your yours is way better. You're more creative. I'm sure there's a million people saying Mustafa Ali um, and Daniel Bryan at this point. Well, I'm so just gonna I, say I my my mania idea with Daniel Bryan was Daniel Bryan's gonna fight John Cena. That that was that's the direction that I yeah. I. Was in like I said that story's not going to develop right away. It'll it'll happen after Elimination Chamber, and yeah, I think they want to go that family route. Or I guess now they're not family, but yeah, yeah. Hey man, yeah, da- Daniel Bryan can bring it up too, man. It'll be like a low blow almost. Yeah, I mean there there's a lot of that's what's great about Daniel Bryan is no matter what he does he's going to be awesome i loved his promo this week that made smackdown at least uh and on for me a little bit of a high note just because he's just so great with mm-hmm. this character i love it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely now one of the only other matches that were rumored was orton versus aj styles you think we get that match i hope so i think it'd be good 
I mean, you can set it up at the elimination chamber, build it up at fast lane a little bit more. I mean, like I said, that fast lane pay per view in between elimination chamber and mania is really weird because then. Do you blow some of these matches off? Do you let them fight there and then build up, or I, you know, I, I can't. It's hard to process how you build this yeah, up. Yeah, fast lane needs that to be eliminated. It really does. But um... yeah, because they even say like, elimination chamber, the winner of yeah. the elimination chamber match headlines WrestleMania. Well, does that mean the WWE Championship you know, isn't going to be defended yeah. at fast lane? And and the one right. thing is with Orton. I mean, and I know some people criticize him and. You know, and say that you know he needs to go away, but the man is is good, and every wrestler that does interviews like compliments him to the highest degree. So to put him with AJ Styles, I think is just that's a reward for us because they're going to deliver. Orton's going to do what he has to do to make the match good. AJ can have a match with a broomstick, and it could main event WrestleMania. So it's like, hey, that's a win. When they do a 450 splash into an RKO and steal, that'd be the spot of the night, no matter what anybody else does. That'll be what highlights and what everyone will remember of this WrestleMania is when AJ Styles does a 450 and Randy Orton hits him with an RKO. And that's the whole reason to have them have a match. So, then I guess we'll just assume that that's going to happen at this point. Um, So then we're assuming, like I said, a lot of assumption going on today. Oh, Miz yeah. versus Shane? Yeah, I don't know when this starts. I mean, it could start as soon as, uh, you know, uh, this coming pay-per-view elimination chamber because I think it would be a good idea to get the belts on the Usos into Mania because, let's face it, they are a, a legit team. They can put on good matches. But, um, yeah, this is definitely going to happen. Um, it's a little sad because, you know, I know a couple months ago we were all hoping the Miz was going to be fighting Daniel Bryan for the title. At Mania, I still think that should have happened. I think they rushed to that match um, in the summer, personally. But, um, yeah, I definitely think that'll be what happens, and uh, I'm sure it'll be a fun match. I'm sure Shane will do some crazy spots. And that'll no, be you know what? I mean, this has been a, a pretty decent storyline for something that it didn't seem like it was the original plan. Um, a lot of fun, good promos. And I think, you know, like I said, Shane, yeah, he's older, but, man, he's... They, he still puts together good matches that people like, especially at WrestleMania. So, and then this could just elevate Miz more as the heel character. And then I'm going to go one step further on a later down the road prediction. I think uh, the Miz is the Money in the Bank winner this year. I could see that. So you think Miz is going to go into this as the heel? You think he'll be the one to turn on the tag team? I just find it weird keeping Miz as a face. I just don't know if that's going to be successful for him. Yeah, I I remember the first time they turned to Miz, and I don't think it ever really quite worked the way they wanted it to, so I think that's probably the logical thing to do. Um yeah, I'm okay with that. I like him better as a heel all day, and it's a big deal for him. I know it'd be, I know he'd be excited to have a match against Shane, and you know whether we like it or not, that's usually considered one of the big matches of the card. So giving that spot to the Miz, I think, is a good good thing for him. Asuka, the SmackDown Women's Champ, what does she do for the next three months? Oof, I. Who does she fight at? Is she fighting an elimination? Chamber? I would I don't say think no. So. 
Um, I was about to say they're not. Yeah. They're really just going to have the tag team. That's what that's what the women are doing because they're SmackDown no. or Raw no. women's title. There's no match, right? No. For so um, we're going to see. No- yeah, they skip elimination chamber, so elimination and then basically chamber. we just got to have some kind of build to uh, Mania. I don't even know if Fastlane is going to warrant a match, but I'm going to. Yeah. But Fastlane I'm gonna will probably say be a number one contender. It's going to be Charlotte because she's not getting into that Ronda Rousey Becky Lynch match. It's going to it's going to take away the thrill of it. You know, it's interesting because I truly don't know who she would fight other than Charlotte. Even though I I still think they're going to try to get Charlotte in that match. I'm thinking of the roster right now, and I don't know who you could even build in, in two months for Asuka to fight. If you don't put Flair in that match, there's there, you're wasting Asuka. There's nothing else for her to do unless you're gonna unless you're gonna debut someone who can who can go. So if you bring someone up to challenge her for that title and really make something work, there's nobody there's nobody worth Asuka fighting at WrestleMania. I mean, don't even put the, don't it, even put her on the card if you can, if you don't give. And her it would play. be a, it would it would be a rematch from last year too. So they could they could you know play that card as well too. And then here's the thing. Here's the sure great did. thing about that, now that you're saying that. So Charlotte gets put into this match. She knows the main event's going to be, you know, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey. You bust a Shawn Michaels. You, like, Shawn Michaels Undertaker. Okay, you didn't put us on last. We're going to make you regret that now by putting a match that's going to just outdo everything. So, and I think that that's what they're going to try to do. And... Of course, for us, that's a win-win situation. Hmm. I, that's the only match, uh, yeah, like I said, that's the only thing I can imagine them doing. And that's because Asuka needs an opponent and there's nobody else for her to go, that is the only shred of hope that I have that she won't make it into the Becky Lynch-Ronda Rousey match. That's the only thing because I can't imagine. So, we'll see. We shall see. But right now, we'll pencil in Oscar and Flair, too. I really would enjoy that a lot more, I imagine. So what do we think Dean Ambrose? Do we think Dean Ambrose gets a match? <sighs> well, if if Nia and Tamina do not win the tag team titles, I, yeah, I'm going to throw a stretch out and say Nia Jax versus Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania intergender match. Why not? <sighs> I would be 100% behind that. Okay. That would be, pro- I'm fine that with would that, be awesome. But, man, I'm telling you right now, because, Ed, you know some of my you know family members that, that have feelings about this kind of stuff. Um, you're going to need to come over and deal with some backlash that I'll hear if they find out that we have an intergender match because it's going to send the wrong message and a lot of people are going to get offended. Oh, my I'm God. I'm not trying to make fun of people's views on it. It's just, it, it, I mean, come on. We... Well, I just don't get it because I share a lot of those views and I don't see it that way. This is empowering. It's an empowering moment. I don't get I it. I actually almost got a little into, into a little debate with the wife because she, at first, wasn't seeing the, the rumble thing the way that I was seeing it and the way you saw it. But then, like, when I kind of explained it to her and I started showing her some of the spots and, you know, uh, she started to get it better. But... You know I'm going to get some backlash if that happens. 
the pay-per-view backlash? <laughs> yeah, really? Really? Oh. Hey, it is a wrestling podcast. Man. Let's not bring it back. It it only took, what, strong. 55 minutes for our beef to be at the height, and then it, it drops down, and... I just had to talk about... You forget. I just so had to talk about Bray Wyatt. Yeah, yeah. It's usually what it takes. <laughs> You're a sucker. You're a sucker for Bray Wyatt. Hope uh, hope uh, the wife is listening there, so whenever she needs to win an argument, it's just, well, Bray Wyatt would do it this way. You know what, honey? I'll do the dishes the, way, the Bray Wyatt way. <laughs> so we got th- we'll have three tag teams... Three tag team champions going into WrestleMania. God. What we've already talked about the disaster of the tag team divisions across the board. They haven't even crowned women's champions, and it's already a debacle. What do we do with all these tag team matches? I mean, we assume two are on the pre-show, no, but it, it's 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 easy. Who, it's easy. Who Come does on. what? Dad, don't shake your head. Usos will be tag team champions, and who? They're going to fight the New Day in the bar. So they'll fight the New I Day mean, but the, in the bar in a triple threat. That's the safe bet. <laughs> SmackDown well, solved. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. We'll go one step further. We'll make it a ladder match. It'll be a triple threat tag ladder match. It'll be like the Hardys, Edge and Christian, and the Dudleys. They'll put all these crazy high spots. Matter of fact, we can have uh, Jeff Hardy as a special referee. You can have Matt Hardy. As the ring bell guy, you can have Edge and Christian as the commentators. Hold on, I'm Wonderful. not done yet. This is going to get great. And then the let's see what the what can Keep the going. Dudleys do? Um, Dudleys can oh, good lord, Hater. they can be the enforcers. Someone could be the, the announcer. Enforcers. I don't care. The fact is, let's make this happen. Just make it a lumberjack ladder match. Lumberjack <laughs> lumberjack ladder match for a lumberjack ladder match TLC. Really, you got to put the casket in there. Jeez. Yes. Well, let's just throw Why money not? in the bank briefcase in there while you're at it. <laughs> you should. I, I'm now. I'm excited. I will watch if that's the match. I will be happy with the Usos, the Bar, and the New Day fighting for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. <laughs> what about the Raw ones? I don't even know who the hell's the Raw Tag Team Championships. Maybe Rude and the Glorious One. Uh. Okay. Yeah. They also the title of Episode Seven, I believe. Oh my god. Baby Rude. I, yeah. I I think it'll be the revival against somebody, but I don't know who that Oh, you know what? Actually I do. I think giving Zach Ryder and uh Kurt Hawkins. Um Kurt Hawkins. I can't even think of his name. Kurt Hawkins some time to talk about how much they're losers. That could be the beginning of a pretty cool storyline actually, if they played it right, with maybe Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins winning the Raw tag team titles of Mania. That could be they are. That that's could be, happening. That could be great. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you right Ed now. I couldn't even remember Kurt Hawkins' name. He probably can't even spell Zack Ryder's name. And Zack Ryder apparently gets offended when you misspell <laughs> wrote, his name. I was, try- I was trying to write down the notes, and I wrote Zack Ryder and Zack <laughs> Hawkins. You see the promo so where Zack Zach Ryder got, got offended on. about the, the misspelling yeah, of his name? Yeah, it was great. He, he said it like five times. No? He said... It got he, cut he, from Hulu. He's saying, they spelled my name wrong. They spelled my day wrong. They spelled it wrong. They spelled yeah, my it's name like, wrong. We heard you. It like that was Kurt yeah. Hawking. Uh, okay. Nope. That got cut uh, from All right, let's Hulu. go. All well, the tag team stuff gets cut. Same reason I haven't let's seen go to Kojo the, Raleigh. The, the women's tag belts, because this, this is what it's going to be. 
and I don't care what you think. Do it. Is what was going to be. Uh, Nia Jax and Tamina are going to be tag champions, so that's a given. And they okay. are going to defend the belts against the Iconics. Because we need the Iconics wow. at WrestleMania in that tag match. We do? Do you realize that if you put Tamina and both Iconics in a match, that match will be terrible? Like, that's expecting Nia Jax Hold to on. carry Nia, that match. Nia Jax can carry Literally. one heck of a promo, and she's a pretty tough person. I mean, come on, ask Becky Lynch. I think she could carry that match great. And hey, don't count out the Iconics. Don't count them out. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that's happening. Um, if if Nia and Tamina were going to win, they're going to go up against Sasha and Bailey. I have a feeling Sasha and Bailey are going in as the tag team champs. The only and I, I know I've heard it a couple other places, and I do feel like it would probably make sense is if they went up against Trish okay. and Lita. Okay. Trish and Lita would probably lose, but yeah. obviously, because they're not going to make them the tag team, but they might, you know, I just, it feels like a Trish and Lita thing. They were talking about it. They were teaming up at Evolution. It seems like a thing that once this, you know, division gets open, I can see them doing something. I've heard it a couple other places too, and I do agree with it, um, that I could see that being a big mania match and moment for Sasha and Bailey up against Trish and Lita there their people because they didn't fight who yeah. fought yeah it was mickey james and alexa bliss uh, revolution right. so sasha and bailey going up against trisha eh, lita that's I'd okay see that i mean it's, it's not iconics but i mean it's okay is it weird that the undertaker is probably not going to be on actually i'm okay with it he's getting he's... old no i'm okay i'm okay I'm, with it. I'm okay with it too but it's weird to not be talking about the undertaker at mania well, even last year, he wasn't on right. the show. I mean, we talked about him, and, you know, John Cena was trying, so you assumed he was going to show up. This year is a little different because we aren't assuming yeah. at all. We're just we're more assuming he right. won't be there as opposed to assuming he will. So it's a, it's a little weird, but I'm okay yeah. with it. Yeah, I didn't even think to write him down in the listings of where do people go and what do we do. So then we have... The U.S. title. Our truth Absolutely holds the belt Absolutely not. It's ridiculous. You know, just that reminded me, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship could be Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev if they keep that going on. Ooh. The two of them versus just like yeah. a four-way? And they come out on top because they're already building it very well no. so far. No, they're not. I mean, it's, it's you don't stupid. Think so? These guys should be having much bigger single pushes than what they've been given. It's well, I, I, I agree can't with get that, past but that's that. Not that is my problem with this. Rusev, no, I, I and the fact that WWE, I know, only pushed Rusev, in my opinion, only a little bit when that whole Rusev day, you know, was getting over. No, it, it's a, it's a slap in the face to me. Looking at those two as a tag team. So, so you'd rather have them both in the Andre if the it was my decision, they oil. would be up higher on the card, fighting some prominent wrestlers 
I mean, good lord, Rusev, what, how many years ago was fighting John Cena in a, in a, you know, a higher card match? Shinsuke Nakamura was in the, the title the match last year? That's what I'm saying. It's like, these guys do not belong in tag team. I'm sorry, tag team, if you're a singles competitor and then you've been dropped to tag team, that's a demotion. Sasha Banks and Bailey, that's a demotion. Yeah, Bobby oh, don't, uh, man, you guys are going to get me all sad. Do you realize that that tag team, are they the tag team champions and they actually don't have a name, but Carmella and Naomi what, have a name, name? And before they even had a match? Jesus, uh, I'm so glad I didn't fabulous hear that. Glow. They have a name, and they were talking about how much of a team they are without having a match, but we have the Raw Tag Team Champions that have no... I, why are they even together? None, none of that tag team makes sense. It doesn't... I mean, and not taking anything away from the both of them, and I'm sure if I was allowed to watch their matches, that they would they're probably team, be all right, I guess. They're but a team because Chad Gable, they, they don't, don't know what to do with them. They first, didn't they try him with Shelton Benjamin, and then that flopped? You know, they should have yep. just kept him with... Yeah. Chad Gable's the easiest dude to work with. He can have a great match with anyone. He has charisma. He has personality. You just need to give him a microphone and let him just go, and no, he'll just get over. Yeah, Jason Jordan and Chad Gable should have never split. That, that should have just kept that. That's... No. American Alpha was awesome, and I was I remember being in NXT when they won... The NXT tag team titles and people were in tears. They were so happy for that team. Like I don't, I, yeah, I don't. They were awesome. Why that got broken up? Yeah, who knows? So our truth, our truth versus Drew McIntyre, Little Jimmy, Samoa Joe, U.S. title. I, I, I don't Little care. Jimmy. I don't care. <laughs> he can just go in the ring. He can so start arguing with Little Jimmy. Just won't be and on then the all show. of a sudden, he takes a bump, and Little Jimmy pins him. I, as far as I'm concerned, that's what they might as well do because the U.S. title is a joke. Got me upset the moment they took it off Rusev. I'm sorry. I'm a little emotional about that because I think Rusev is not being used correctly. Oh, well, I agree with you on that. Yeah, I'm, I was fine with R-Truth winning, and I was fine with all of that. But once again, SmackDown has this weird problem that as soon as someone becomes the U.S. United States Championship, they get pulled yeah. off TV. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura won it, and where'd He's he go? for a month. Rusev won it. Where'd he go? R-Truth won it last week. Too many belts. Where was he That's this week? That's why we have these, these belts that are irrelevant. And it's just, you can't have too many. I really like when the United States title is just that belt that's defended every week. I think that should just be its gimmick. That if you're the United States champion, you have to defend it every week. Like, that just would be the, good. The problem is, is that they don't need different. the United States belt and the Intercontinental belt. It's like one of them's got to go. And and, and I get, they have a brand I get the, they feel like they the need philosophy both. of it, but... I, I just don't think today's fans, I don't think we truly look at both shows separately. I think we still just integrate it all into our minds as one. Mm -hmm. 
I, I I would be down if they wanted to do. I mean, of course, there's two more pay per views in between, but Bobby Lashley and R Truth just unify that title at Mania, and you let it be the you know the United States IC belt or something, yeah. and the transcontinental belt go. or whatever it needs to be, but or just get rid of the U.S. again. It comes and goes as it pleases, but. Yeah, I don't really know. Even with Bobby Lashley, I mean, we got Finn Balor. We got a lot of people that are, you know, unaccounted for because Finn Balor, is he going to keep feuding with Bobby Lashley Long in this IC time. time all the way up to Mania? Two pay-per-views. We're assuming they're going to fight for it at Elimination No, Chamber, I don't think right? they made it a match, yet. a match yet. No? I would hope that maybe you'll get some more people pushed into the IC belt uh, title picture before Mania, um, you know, it, yeah. it, like I said, I know EC3's debut was very rough, but if they can salvage anything, I think he'd be a great guy to go after a mid-card title um, if they can get a little bit of his heat back, but it's going to be hard after this week. So we think we have a ladder match? Yeah, yeah there's got to be. Probably the IC belt or the U.S. Yeah, belt. They always do a ladder Pile match. a bunch of people in a match and get them on the card. So I know one of you guys mentioned that you had a prediction for Drew McIntyre. What do we think he's doing now that he's kind of dropped off the radar and so went back with Barry it's, Corbin? This is the one where, because I know I was making a prediction earlier uh, about Daniel Bryan, John Cena, but I'm almost wondering if Drew McIntyre, John Cena, is uh, the direction they're going. I, I guess that could I, that could be something, only because... They had that kind of like a you know quick little mini feud and um, you know really didn't get the payoff that I think uh, everyone maybe wanted. Um, the only reason why you know it's interesting you brought up John Cena is you know to Chris's point from a couple weeks ago. I do think they're going to try to get that belt on him at least one more time, even if it's for a little bit of time. So that's the only reason I wouldn't think Cena withdrew, but we'll see. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, Drew's lost in this thing. I mean, he could fight Braun. I, I mean, I don't I don't see. Outside of McIntyre going after Lesnar and winning the Rumble, I really didn't have any other thoughts of what would be good for him. You know, anything yeah. else is a stunt to his momentum. I mean, anything else is really just a waste of his time unless they move him to SmackDown and let him, you know. I don't think they're... You know, Drew McIntyre and Daniel Bryan would be a good match, but not with Daniel Bryan being a heel like he is. I don't think there's ever been a year I've been more excited for the rosters to be shaken up. This feels so stale going into this year. Like, they really need to move some people around badly, real bad. When they just announced their first first one, you know, I think they said the week after WrestleMania, so not the night after, but the next but then week. Then they call it, like, the international shakeup, shake so we could be definitely... Yeah. Yeah, because it's happening in Canada. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's an interesting road. I don't know if we actually came up with anything. (laughs) I think we had some solid uh, thoughts, but it's kind of too early to tell. I think being that you still have Elimination Chamber and you have Fastlane, they could throw a whole bunch of nonsense at us. So, you know. Yeah, you kind of have to shape these things. So I know it's I know it's hard to tell now, but 
the way that they were kicking off with, you know, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins and these Rumble winners, and now we're on this road. So normally at this point, we do kind of have an idea of where WrestleMania is, and really this year we don't. I really don't know what that card's going to look like almost from top to bottom. So it's kind of crazy, but I thought it would be fun to give some guesses and see what happened before we headed into next week, episode 16, where we do our Elimination Chamber prediction show. And we talk about that and see what that card's going to look like and what we think that that's going to be. So I thought it would be fun to get an idea before we really start to see that picture take shape. So I guess I think that wraps that Well, Jim Rats, wait a minute. I'm going to intervene. We're good. Because I'm looking at the time clock and it, it is over an hour and 12 minutes of listening to these idiots talk. So what did we really accomplish? It looks like the therapy session is over. Ed and Corey have apparently made up. Gee, I feel so much better. Apparently these guys and their predictions, they just stink. They don't know what's going to happen. Jim Rats, this is Mr. Fitness. And this is 123Yes Wrestling. Now I'm pretty sure Chris is going to talk after I'm done. But you can send all the hate mail to him. I believe it's 123YesWrestling at Gmail. He'll listen. And if you want to listen to us, you can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbeam, Hootabeam, Yoohoo, I don't know. Just find us. This is Mr. Fitness signing off. Episode, what are we on? 15. Wow. I'm surprised you made it this far, guys. Don't sit. Just stay fit. Took the words out of my mouth. I like it. Thank you, Mr. Fitness, once again for making my job harder and easier at the same time. (laughs) I'm good. So until next time, you've been listening to 123 Yes Wrestling. Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. Ed, remember that you need to uh, start your date by saying, I'm here. I'm going to. (laughs) Yes, and my beef with you is over. So have fun. Woohoo! Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. 